Welcome to Gas Station Chronicles, a place to stop and refuel on the truth, the truth about who God is and who you are because of God. Welcome. I'm your host, Pastor Kelly Russo. When I was in my early 20s, I had a roommate who was Korean, and it was the cultural norm for her to come to the front door of the apartment and take off her shoes and put on her house shoes, which were essentially her slippers. And she would walk around the apartment wearing her slippers. But when she would approach the threshold of her bedroom door, she would take her slippers off and put on clean socks to enter her bedroom. And when she left her bedroom, she would take off her socks, put back her slippers on and walk around the apartment. And she did this all the time without fail. And one day I was curious and I asked her why she took off her house slippers uh, to go into her bedroom and she put on clean socks to enter. And she said that her room was her sanctuary. Ah, I got it. In other words, what she was trying to explain to me is that she considered her room her sacred place and she wanted it to be kept as clean as possible. I got it because it reminded me of the story of Moses when he first encountered God through a burning bush. In Exodus, it talks about how Moses approaches the burning bush on the mountain. And as he comes closer to check it out, the Lord calls out to him and says, Moses, do not come any closer. Take off your shoes for you are standing on holy ground. The ground itself wasn't anything special. He was on the side of a mountain. But what made it special was what made it holy was God's presence there. Moses encountered God's presence. And because of the filth that he was walking around with, he needed to take off his shoes. In other words, God was saying, don't come here. Don't come closer into my holy presence wearing the filth and the nasty shoes that you have. I've seen where you've been walking. I know who you are and what you've been doing. And if you're going to be in my presence, you need to take off your shoes and become holy. See, God is holy. He is perfect, pure, righteous, undefiled, and uncontaminated by sin at all times. There is no one like God. And there is no other God before him, no other God above him, or no other God equal to him. He is holy. Day and night, the angels speak of his holiness and sing, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, who was and is and is to come. God is holy And his desire is to be near us, his creation. But we are flawed and sinful. There's not a day that goes by that we don't mess up. We don't make a mistake and we don't flat out sin. No one is perfect. And the problem with sin is that it separates us from God because sin defiles us and makes us unclean. God can't be around anything that is defiled and unclean because he is perfect and holy. So how do we enter God's presence when we are unclean, when we 
are sinners. We must become holy. Over and over in the Bible, God tells us to be holy. In the Old Testament, God said, For I am the Lord your God, so you must consecrate yourself. In other words, you must make yourself sacred or dedicated to a divine purpose. You must consecrate yourself and be holy because I am holy. Another place it says, because I am the Lord your God. And then in another place it says, because I have set you apart to be mine. In the New Testament, the Apostle Paul writes to the Ephesians. He says that God chose us to be holy and blameless. The disciple Peter says that we are to be a holy nation because we are God's chosen and his special possession. But how do we become holy? In Moses' time, God provided strict instructions on how the Israelites could enjoy life and God's holy presence. It was through a sacrificial system and required blood to be shed for the atonement of sins. In other words, for the Israelites to make amends with God for their sins that they committed, either intentional sins or unintentional, they had to make an animal sacrifice for things to be made clean and therefore become holy. And once you're holy, you can be in God's presence. The whole book of Leviticus in the Bible outlines the rules of engagement, so to speak, to become holy and clean and to be in God's presence. And let me just say, it was a lot. The root word of holy in Hebrew text is mentioned over a hundred times in Leviticus. Every time anything was unclean, they had to make an animal sacrifice. And normally it was a lamb. And they would sprinkle blood on anything that was unclean. If you touched something dirty, you had to make a sacrifice. If your house became dirty or let's just say moldy, you had to make a sacrifice. If you brushed up against some poison ivy, now you have a skin rash, now you're unclean, and yep, you had to make a sacrifice. If you're thinking right now that this feels heavy, lofty, hard to fulfill, maybe even gross, because we're talking about blood here, I'm with you. I try to imagine how hard it was to live under those laws. I mean, I have a hard time keeping a strict diet. I don't know about you, but have you ever tried an extreme or limited diet for a period of time? Let's say a seven-day juice cleanse or the Whole30 program, I have, and it is hard. After a while, I get tired of eating so strict and, quote, clean. And if you slip up or have a moment of weakness and, (laughs) I don't know, sneak a piece of chocolate, guess what? You've sabotaged the entire program. And according to the Whole30 program guidelines, if this happens, you have to start all over. This is hard. And it's just a small, simple example of what the Israelites had to live under in Moses' day. The problem is, is 
that they had to continually offer sacrifices because no animal could permanently atone for people's sin. And people sinned all the time. They still do. We still do. I still do. Because no one is perfect. But this is why I'm so thankful for Jesus. Jesus, God's own son, became the permanent, one time only, blood requirement for the atonement of sin. In other words, because Jesus was holy and blameless and pure, he was able to lay down his life, pour out his blood as the sacrificial lamb so that our sins may be forgiven and we may be made clean. Jesus made a way for me and for you to be considered holy and acceptable in God's sight. John the Baptist immediately recognized Jesus's role when he saw Jesus. John the Baptist said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. John recognized Jesus was the Lamb. He was the sacrifice that takes away the sins of the world. Not just the sins of the people back then, but the sins of us today and the sins of everybody who comes in the future. Jesus made a way for us to receive forgiveness of our sins and become holy and be able to be in God's presence. I am no longer required to make any sacrificial offering or to go through a religious ceremony or have blood sprinkled all over things to be near God. I don't have to wait for the Day of Atonement or Yom Kippur to confess my sins and be made clean. I no longer have to go through someone else, like the high priest, to have them atone for my sins. I simply go straight to Jesus and ask for forgiveness because he has already become my sacrificial lamb for my forgiveness. And when I ask for forgiveness, God instantly forgives me and I'm back in right standing with him. I am made clean and I can remain in his holy presence. Knowing this doesn't mean I go around intentionally sinning or being disobedient to God's will for my life. It actually means that I take sin seriously and I recognize the sacrifice that Jesus made for me. It was costly, but now I'm free from the burden of living under the strict rules of Moses' day. So I honor God. And I obey him as a way to show how grateful I am for all he's done for me. I intentionally confess my sin and repent. I intentionally seek forgiveness for the things I know I did wrong and the things I messed up with that were unintentional. For me, I'm seeking to experience God's presence while here on earth. Why? Because this is like the psalmist wrote, better is one day in his courts than thousands elsewhere. God is holy. We must become holy to be in his presence. 
Through Jesus' sacrifice, we have been made clean. Lord, we thank you that you loved us so much that you sent your one and only son to come die on the cross and rise again for the forgiveness of our sins. Lord, you are holy. And I am so grateful for that, Lord, because you are blameless and without fault, which means that I can trust you with all aspects of my life. Lord, help me, help us to remember your holiness and your sacrifice. Help us to humble ourselves so that we can be forgiven and draw near to you. In Jesus' precious name, amen. You're listening to Gas Station Chronicles, a place to stop and refuel on the truth the truth about who God is and who you are because of God. Here's some spiritual nutrition for the road ahead. Exodus 3, 4 through 5. When the Lord saw Moses coming to take a closer look, God called to him from the middle of the bush, Moses, Moses, here I am, Moses replied. Do not come any closer, the Lord warned. Take off your sandals, for you are standing on holy ground. Revelation 4, 8. Day after day and night after night, they keep on saying, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, the one who always was, who is, and who is to come. Leviticus. Through this process, the sacrificial offering, the priests will purify the people, making them right with the Lord, and they will be forgiven. Leviticus 11:44 and Leviticus 20:26 20, For I am the Lord your God you must consecrate yourselves and be holy because I am holy You must be holy because I the Lord am holy I have set you apart from all other people to be my very own Ephesians 1 4 through 8 Even before he made the world God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Christ Jesus. This is what he wanted to do and it gave him great pleasure. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. 1 Peter 2.9 But you are not like that. For you are a chosen people, you are royal priests, a holy nation, God's very own possession. Hebrews seven twenty six through 27. He, Jesus, is the kind of high priest we need because he is holy and blameless, unstained by sin. He has been set apart from sinners and has been given the highest place of honor in heaven. Unlike those other priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices every day. They did this for their own sins first and then for the sins of the people. But Jesus did this once and for all when he offered himself as a sacrifice for people's sins. John 1, 29. 
The next day, John the Baptist saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Thanks for joining me today on Gas Station Chronicles, a place to stop and refuel on the truth, the truth about who God is and who you are because of God.